Are you finally ready to talk about ordinals? No, but I am ready to talk about drive chain. Okay. Yeah. podcast season two yep how many podcast season two <laughs> welcome back <laughs> it's been uh yeah it's been uh it's been a while it has been how long has it been actually god like four four months maybe yeah something like that yeah but here we are yeah but here we are <laughs> yeah not dead you know not dead yeah no ordinal's guy is uh is alive and and thriving <laughs> i don't know if i'd say thriving ordinal's guy's alive ordinal's right? guy's alive yeah and he's got some um Things to say? I guess, you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about drive chain recently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Should we just get into like what, what, like, well, why are we talking about drive chain? There's been a lot of talk about it. Um, there's been a lot of talk about it on Bitcoin Twitter. The level of the discourse on Bitcoin Twitter is just very, very low. Mm-hmm. Um, I think drive chain is very complicated and people talking about it in very small sound bites at each other. Uh, it's Twitter is not a good venue for these kinds of technical. When sessions. you say sound bites, do you actually literally mean clips and sound bites, or you just no. mean tweets? No, I just mean tweets. Because that's like, even worse. I think sound bite at least you can kind of get someone's tone. Right. I feel like I mean I was trying so hard to understand. I don't know what drive chain is. Yeah. I literally fine. do not know what drive chain is. I tried for at least like 10, 15 minutes to figure mm-hmm. it out. Just like reading tweets from like Ryan Dahl, CB Spears, looking at the GitHub. I was like, I literally have no idea what these people are talking about. Yeah. So I'm coming at this completely like yeah, I mean, no for, opinion. So for what it's no worth, I think, I think the BIPs are pretty confusingly written. Mm. Um, DriveChain consists of two BIPs. Oh, yeah. One thing that I will plug is uh, somebody made a forum called Delving Bitcoin, which is a place for uh, sort of an alternative venue for discussing technical details of Bitcoin. That's like it. instead of GitHub or uh, what? Instead of Twitter? No, it's, it's more like instead of Twitter and mm. instead of maybe the mailing list. Um, both of which have their own Bitcoin dev, the Bitcoin dev mailing list. So, um, so far it looks kind of good. I've seen some long, long posts there, some thoughtful comments. It's sort of a traditional forum. So it's a little bit more, um, it's not like, uh, yeah, it just seems like, uh, maybe, maybe a chance to elevate the discussion a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think forums are better than Twitter because I think, um, discussing somewhere where maybe people can like, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't it's not an algorithm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also like delving Bitcoin, people have to go sign up for delving Bitcoin. It's not just that yeah. like all of Bitcoin Twitter is automatically on delving Bitcoin and you get this like third party random people tweet, tweet like replying like, yeah, I like this or no, you're fucking retard. That's like, what I mean. Like it's like, there's not an audience. Like maybe people are looking at it, but it's not quite the same style of like an algorithm engagement, like audience building stuff. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah. That's yeah. cute. Yep. Yeah. 
so yeah, should we should we talk about what what is drive chain? Yeah, why don't you give me the spiel? I have literally no context. Yep. Tried to understand. Well, also I'll just say like I think Rindall's like the best Twitter account right now. Just shout out Rindall. Okay. But I still can't understand like even when he like goes into it and like really I can't tell what he thinks because usually mm-hmm. I just like defer to either like you or Rindall. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> for my like technical opinions i'm like well if casey and Rindall both agree then i think that yeah and i just like oh, that, adopt that scares that. me that scares me it scares me if anybody is like deferring to me for their for well their technical i have opinions. a secondary check if Rindall disagrees with okay. you okay yeah then i'm like you need a third you need a, you need a third tiebreaker yeah <laughs> and then i just go based on vibe yeah but uh, yeah i mean i feel like the main people i've seen talk about it are like Rindall. mm-hmm like CB Spears was maybe like making jokes. I don't know that he was really like technically talking about it. And then I don't know this. Paul sports. Paul sports. Paul sports. Yep. Yeah. Paul sports. Yep. Um, so yeah. And I looked at GitHub. I don't know. I just can't make sense. So give me like the, sh- just the spiel. Sure. Okay. So drive chain is a proposal for blind merge mind side chains. I mean, I think, I think the, the, the actually the starting point should be drive chain is a proposal for side chains. It's a proposal to add side chains to Bitcoin. And what's the point of a side chain? The point of a side chain is that um, you can have features on the side chain that don't exist on Bitcoin. So like, like um, uh, Zcash style privacy, like Ethereum style smart contracts, um, like Monero style privacy. Um, other other projects, like for example, you could have like dedicated chains that were dedicated to one specific application, mm. like maybe like a prediction market chain where you had all this functionality for building and resolving prediction markets. Um, you could have a large block side chain, which would be uh, higher transaction throughput. Um, basically, anything that you can think of doing uh, that that you might want to do, you can do it. You you would be able to do it on a side chain, and crucially, you could just sort of leave Bitcoin alone. You wouldn't. Have so to. then, okay, sorry. To yeah, yeah, no, so, that, so then do you have a token on that side chain? So the idea, side chains, I, I actually don't know if side chains inherently imply that there is no token. Um, I kind of don't see why. But um, the idea behind drive chain is that um, the side chains would not have a separate token, that you would be able to deposit main chain Bitcoin to a side chain and withdraw main chain Bitcoin from a side chain. And uh, the argument goes that this would mean that these sidechains would not have their own native token. Okay, so it's kind of maybe sort of similar to like Lightning. No, I, I mean it's 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 not similar to Lightning. It's kind of a different thing. It's mm. it's most similar to, for example, Rootstock. Rootstock is an example of a sidechain that's operating right now. Rootstock is a it's on Bitcoin. Yeah, on Bitcoin. Okay. Yeah, it's a sidechain that is not a drive chain sidechain. Um, it is an Ethereum EVM compatible sidechain. Side it uses Ethereum's execution semantics, um, and basically, in every Bitcoin block, uh, I think I think maybe like fifty percent of Bitcoin blocks include a drive chain block header, which is just the thirty-two byte hash uh, that sums up the state of 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 rootstock at that point. So essentially, every block. I think it's like fifty percent of miners actually include the rootstock, mm-hmm. uh, the rootstock commitment. Fifty um, percent of miners include this thirty-two byte hash, which is the which which is the root hash of the next uh, rootstock block. So in that way, 
rootstock updates its state with every Bitcoin block. Okay. Yep. Interesting. So, so like if you're using like a side chain, and, and and rootstock is Ethereum, so it has Ethereum style smart contracts. And I don't know the details of how rootstock's peg works, but it has some sort of probably kind of ghetto uh, two-way peg between uh, Bitcoin and Rootstock. Do people use it? I've like never heard of it. Uh, yeah, I actually don't know how much use it's getting. I think I looked it up. I think it has like $80, $80 million worth of, or like $50 million worth of Bitcoin locked up on okay. it. Um, so it's it winds up being like sort of like a small cap, uh, small cap cryptocurrency. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I haven't, I certainly haven't heard about people using it a great deal. Okay, so so drive chain in terms of like the BIP. Yes. Is it a change is a change to Bitcoin? It's a change to Bitcoin. Yeah. It's okay. it's two BIPs. So I think we can I think it's good to compare a side chain with like rootstock with drive chain. Like what's we, we have side chains in the form of um, rootstock. We also have um, Namecoin, which is blind merge mind with which is merge mind with bitcoin mm -hmm. merge mining is when a coin doesn't have its own mining process it does what i described with rootstock where where every bitcoin block includes a new uh root hash of the next block so uh namecoin is an example of a coin which is merge mined with bitcoin namecoin is a very old uh altcoin which implements a like dns like naming system mm -hmm. where you can register names that can point to you know records like IP addresses or whatever. <clears throat> and uh, Namecoin is, is also merged mined with Bitcoin like Rootstock. So every every uh, Bitcoin block can include a uh, Namecoin uh, header, which um, advances the state of Namecoin. I see, I see, yeah. I see. Okay. Um, so Rootstock and um, Root, Rootstock and Namecoin are blind merge. Okay, so... DriveChain. <clears throat> <laughs> DriveChain has two, there are two BIPs that are the DriveChain BIPs. 301 and 300? Yeah, 300 and 301. Mm -hmm. So the BIP 300 um, specifies how the, how the peg works, how main chain Bitcoin can be deposited to and withdraw, withdrawn from a DriveChain. Okay. And BIP 301 covers how uh, the blind merge mining of the drive chain works. So Rootstock and Namecoin already have uh, merge mining with Bitcoin. Uh, BIP301 aims to improve that by making it so that um, it's easier for miners to accept payment to include uh, each new uh, sidechain block. So the miners are not mining on like the side chains, right? The miners are still just doing like- We're sort of talking the, about the current state of the world with side chains like Rootstock and name. No, no, no. In this, in drive chain, like, is it still that like people mining Bitcoin are just like doing, you know, the, the block every 10 minutes, whatever. And then like the side chain stuff would just sort of be like floating. Is it like, how is it tethered together? I just don't understand what it has, like, how is it tied to mining? Yeah. So um, the idea is that all miners are doing are accepting- money from sidechain sidechain block producers they're accepting uh money in the in the form of fees to include each new block in the in the bitcoin main chain mm -hmm. they they that block can be valid or invalid 
the validity of a sidechain block of a drive chain sidechain block included in the main chain doesn't affect the validity of the Bitcoin block that contains it. Sure. So the drive chain sidechain can be invalid, right? Mm -hmm. You could have an invalid state update. And this is what um, prevents the Bitcoin miners from needing to run the sidechain software. I see. If, if including an invalid sidechain block invalidated the main chain Bitcoin block that that sidechain block was included in, then in order to know whether a block was valid, valid, you would need to run the sidechain's full node software in order to check check the block that you were including in the Bitcoin block. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you could potentially be mining or uh, accepting an invalid block. So then in what way does like Bitcoin's main blockchain care about anything that would be happening on the sidechains? Like in what a, ways do they actually interact? On a drive chain sidechain. Uh, well... So there's kind of two, two sort of arguments or two sort of like, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to describe because there's, there's the technical details of how drive chain works, which is, is relatively simple. And I don't know if we should kind of keep, let's talk about those a little bit more. So yeah. the way that the blind merge mining would, would work. Blind merged mining. Blind merged like, mining. Please explain. Sure. Yeah. Blind, <laughs> blind is the aspect where the uh, merge mined blocks don't affect the, the, actual... the validity of the main okay, chain Okay, that's what it's you're getting at with the validity. With yeah. blind. Blind means that they're... that Bitcoin the, does not see it. Yeah, bit, main chain miners uh, and Bitcoin full nodes don't care about the validity of the sidechain. They don't okay. have to like follow the sidechain's rules. They're sure. just including hashes. They're just getting paid a bribe to include a hash in in each block mm -hmm. of the sidechain, and they can include whatever hash. It could be valid, it can be invalid. Who cares? Um, so that is that component. The other component is the well, yeah. So the argument with that is that um, sidechain block producers would assemble a block. Um, let's call it. I don't know what. Like I feel like we should should have a. Uh, uh, an example like it's a side chain yeah like an example side mm. chain like let's call it bitherium okay <laughs> so we have bitherium which is a ethereum like bitcoin side chain okay so bitherium miners or full nodes or block producers or whatever you want to call them bitherium block producers are collecting up a bunch of transactions making sure that they're valid, you know, processing Bitherium's consensus rules, mm -hmm. and then taking a hash of the, you know, the the Bitherium block that they would like to become the next block that presumably that pays them transaction fees. So then, are would there be people that would mine Bitherium? Yeah, I don't know if the word is mining, but yeah, but like whatever block thing. producers. I think block producer, like yeah, block producers okay. is probably a good way to say okay. it. So the Bitherium block producers would collect up transactions into a new block, pay themselves the transaction fee, and then pay the Bitcoin Bitcoin miners uh, to include that block in the Bitcoin main chain. Mm -hmm. So let's say that that's this Bitherium um, sidechain block paid the miner um, $1,000, okay? Presumably, they would be willing to pay up to $1,000 Minus some opportunity cost or some like sort of normal profit for the for that block to be included in the Bitcoin chain, mm -hmm. right? Because if if that block is paying them a thousand dollars, you know they're they're willing to pay nine hundred ninety dollars, and then in or in order to get the chain sure. included, right? Sure. Um, 
this this is this is a really interesting and kind of like subtle point and like I, I have a lot of issues with this model. Is this like MEV? No, we haven't gotten to MEV. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, not not yet. No. All right. Um, but so the idea is that sidechain miners would be willing to pay a lot of money for the Bitcoin miners to include their block headers. That's why I thought it was MEV because yeah. I would think like then that would mean that one transaction is not the same as another because like for whatever reason one is more profitable than the other but i guess it's just a fee market yeah the idea is that it's just a fee market okay but but keep in mind that this this relies on competition and decentralization among sidechain block producers if there's many sidechain block producers like let's say the the best block that you can construct for bethereum pays you a thousand a thousand a thousand dollars Right. Okay. If there's many miners, if there's many Bethereum miners, wait, pays you a thousand dollars. Pays the pays the, the Bethereum blockchain producer. The big okay. Bethereum blockchain producer. The big Bethereum blockchain producer can take can get a thousand dollars of 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 the sidechain peg Bitcoin whatever. Mm -hmm. If this is the next block, because it pays them transaction fees. Okay. Um, if there are many of these sidechain block producers, then they all will wind up undercutting each other to try to get that block included as the next uh, hash that that Bitcoin points to as the next like state update to Bethereum, mm -hmm. right? There, one of them is like, okay, like I'll bid $500 for the miner to include it. And the other one goes, well, like another, another Bethereum block, block, block producer goes, well, I'll pay $510 and receive $490. And another one goes, oh, okay, I'll pay 600 and I'll only receive... Four hundred dollars, right? Mm. They they all engage in this process of essentially uh, undercutting each other because in this scenario the sidechain block production is decentralized um, in order to get the Bitcoin miner to accept their 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 transaction. So the idea is that um, the fees would not really accrue to sidechain um, sidechain miners; they would accrue to the Bitcoin main chain miners. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, um, however, uh, that potentially breaks down if the sidechain is not decentralized. If there's, for example, in the sort of degenerate case where there's only one uh, sidechain block producer. Um, minor state, like, is that an interchangeable sort of concept? I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to use minor for the Bitcoin main chain miners and block producer for the but that, drive that's chain. But that sort of like, yeah, that kind of idea, like people that are running it yeah running like, the full yeah. node software and trying in to putting something blocks. into it to make it work yeah okay yeah um so Block producing in the case that there's only one bitherium uh sidechain block producer mm -hmm. um there's nobody to undercut that block producer sure so um in that case uh, the Bitcoin block, the sidechain block producer goes, okay, well, I'm just going to pay like a dollar or like 10 bucks or some very de minimis amount, sort of like about, it, I think they would wind up paying about a normal transaction fee for the block to be included in the main chain and the Bitcoin miner would not receive any fees. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I, that's sort of, that's sort of, that's sort of getting into the, like the drive chain, FUD, yeah, which I kind of leave, want to leave for the end. So, but that's, so let's, let's ignore that degenerate scenario. We'll come back to that in a second. Okay. Um, but that is the way that the blind merge mining component BIP301 is supposed to work. So BIP301 is actually pretty simple. Um, BIP300 
is the way that that two-way peg works where you can deposit money to a drive chain sidechain and withdraw money from a drive chain sidechain. The idea is that the goal of drive chain is that miners don't need to run the drive chain sidechain software in order to know if a block is valid or invalid. Is that the case for, I don't know if you know, like for Ethereum, like if you're like, what does Ethereum have to validate all of its like various side chains or they just sort Ethereum of Ethereum like, doesn't have any side chains. Uh, okay. Or so Ethereum just have like, doesn't have side chains that I know about. They just have like smart contracts token. Like how do tokens get built on Ethereum? Uh, I mean, tokens are implemented a- as a smart contract that implements the ERC 20 or ERC 721 spec. Okay, so this is like where the BRC20 stuff Yeah, comes that's from. where the BRC20 <laughs> stuff comes from. Okay. So, um But this is totally like different than that. Yeah, those are those are those are like those are bit they're Ethereum transactions. Ethereum smart contracts and transactions implement tokens mm-hmm. and must be validated by Ethereum miners. They're not sidechains. They're uh, they're part of the Ethereum main chain state. So then what makes something a sidechain? Uh, good question. I don't know what exact parts of the, like what exactly is crucially required for something to be a sidechain. Um, I don't, I, I don't think people talk about Namecoin as being a sidechain. Like if it's just merge mined with Bitcoin, it's not a sidechain. I think it's that there's some degree of interoperability that like the uh, drive chains are definitely a sidechain because of this like two way peg. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So like, so side chain, it's like actually pegged to the main chain, whereas like so, a free floating token. Well, yeah. Imagine like a separate whatever. like I mean, in the you know you have you know Bitcoin and Litecoin, which are totally separate, mm-hmm. right? They're completely different. Um, then you have Bitcoin and Namecoin, which okay, it has this merge mine thing, which kind of attaches it a little bit more to Bitcoin. And mm-hmm. then you have some kind of peg, for example, with Rootstock or with Thrivechain, and that sure. that then you can start calling those things side chains. So. How does BIP three hundred work? How is the how how do miners know which withdrawals to allow from the sidechain unless they're looking at the sidechain state? Mm. So deposits are fine because somebody is always allowed to deposit Bitcoin to a sidechain. Right. You don't need to verify those. Right. So BIP BIP three hundred provides for some way for people to make deposits from the main chain to the sidechain. Um, it has. However, when somebody wants to make a withdrawal from a sidechain, they make a transaction which sort of initiates the withdrawal from the drive chain sidechain back into Bitcoin, right? And it, to, to old nodes, it lo- deposits look like um, funds going into an anyone can spend um, address and withdrawals look like funds coming from an anyone can spend address. This, mm-hmm. is, how it's, this is how it's a soft fork. Old nodes see the, the, the deposits as moving into anyone can spend and moving out from anyone can spend. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they follow the rules. Drive chain adds the additional requirement that when you initiate a deposit, it needs to be voted on. It needs to receive uh, 13,150 votes over the next 26,300 blocks in order for the withdrawal to be valid. So is that half? That's fifty per, over fifty percent. Exactly, and it's a, it's about it's about six months. And so every block, miners can upvote or downvote a withdrawal. How does that actually like play out? Well, let's let's like just talk about the okay. mechanics. Okay, yeah. so you want to make a withdrawal, you post the withdrawal. You're then, saying like I want to take out a hundred Bitcoin from this side, side chain, chain and pay it to this address. Yeah. Yeah. So 
you make that transaction, mm-hmm. the withdrawal, like full full nodes that have implemented DriveChain, uh, the DriveChain stop fork, start tracking that withdrawal. Um, and uh, they would then, every block, that would, withdrawal would be upvoted or downvoted. And at the end of uh, 26,000 26, blocks, if it has 13,000 upvotes, then it passes. That's so many blocks. Yeah. So this is kind of the idea behind drive chain that it's intentional. It's six months worth of blocks. Um, I think um, they can fail or succeed earlier. Like if you get three months of upvotes, you don't need to wait for the next three months. Sure, another like if you get the 50% and it's all like, let's say you get halfway through three months in and you have a hundred percent halfway up. through six months in right, right, and you right. have a hundred percent, then you're good to go. Then you're good to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so basically every withdrawal maintains sort of like a counter and the counter goes up and the counter goes down, okay? And the idea is that this is this is the sort of the the interesting like sort of like claim or like expected way that drive chain would work was would be that there would be that miners would periodically like consult uh, the sidechain state to know which withdrawals to upvote. Right. Because they have to keep up with it. Well... Like, they, they, they kind of have to form an opinion? Is that the idea? Well, no, that, that's the thing is that they don't actually need to form an opinion according to Bitcoin consensus. Miners could upvote and downvote whatever they wanted, and they would still be producing valid blocks. The idea is that um, miners would want sidechains... Miners would want their own investment in Bitcoin... Bitcoin mining hardware, Bitcoin, their Bitcoin mining operation, their business, they would want their investment to go up in value and that properly functioning drive chains increase Bitcoin's value proposition. Sure. Because they contribute to fees on the main chain and they lock up Bitcoin in these side chains and they give Bitcoin utility. Um, and so through whatever mechanism, they would wind up sort of often enough as... They would, they would consult the sidechain state to start upvoting these withdrawals. Mm-hmm. And so they don't, like, let's say that it, it needs uh, 13,000 13, votes. Let's just say 13,000 and 26,000 because that's much easier. Yeah. Um, because the same withdrawal is getting upvoted 13,000 times, they don't need to check the sidechain state 13,000 times. Mm-hmm. They just need to check it once, know that the, that withdrawal is okay, and then be like, okay, add it to some list of withdrawals that they're just going to upvote. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. So the it's arc- so complicated. Yeah, it's pretty complicated. It's pretty complicated. Um, on a subjective level, I find drive chain very weird. But yeah. So anyway, so you'd have these, and then also because um, bundles can be downvoted, if one random miner starts upvoting a bundle. Other miners can downvote that bundle and say, no, this withdrawal shouldn't take place. Okay. And so the idea is that instead of having this sort of hard consensus link between the main chain and the side chain, there's a sort of thought soft like game theory link where miners don't have to like know everything that's happening in the side chain because the side chain can produce invalid blocks. Like uh, invalid, invalid, invalid blocks can be included, can be merged mined into Bitcoin. So you don't need to know about everything that's happening on the sidechain. And there's this very slow process of, of, of withdrawal, of, de- of deposits and withdrawals that also don't require you to um, run a sidechain node because, you know, you can either sort of abstain and other miners will um, 
upvote and downvote things for you, mm-hmm. or you only need to check infrequently um, whether there is which, which withdrawals are valid. Sure. Okay. Any any questions? Like, I, I feel like I honestly I, mean, I, I, I I have the assumption that people who are listening like don't understand it all. Yeah, if, if you've I mean, just heard about drive chain and then you've heard my just just now like poorly articulated explanation of it that was pretty well articulated it was probably fine but but it's just i think it's just complicated it's very hard to explain so 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 questions are good okay i think the thing that i'm i mean but this isn't really that good of a question but the thing that i'm like trying to wrap my mind around is like so like one person made this uh came up with it yeah yeah so paul paul storks um came up with drive chain um i think he's he's working with other people i think he started a side uh startup to sort of create and probably popularize drive chain. Um, and he's also paying, um, Luke jr. To work on a drive chain implementation for core. Okay. Yep. So yeah, I'm just trying to like wrap my head around, like how did someone even like come up with this? Well, I mean, so the idea of side chains has been one that's around for a long time. Sure. So it's not, this is like a this is a discourse that has some level of like, well, we could do it this way, we could yeah. do it this way. And so I, someone has kind of like yes. put that together and come up with a proposal. Yeah, come up with a proposal for sidechains. I mean, sidechains are like clearly desirable. It'd be great if there was a trusted two-way peg, trustless, sorry, two-way peg between Bitcoin and other systems that could be more experimental or have different trade-offs. Sure. Like it would be great, It like not thinking too hard about anything that could go wrong. Like, yeah, it'd be great if we could have this like, Super decentralized, super hard in the um, monetary sense, uh, <laughs> super simple uh, base chain, and then let people do whatever wild shit that they wanted to do on side chains, yeah. but still have this link of Bitcoin to and from those. So, sure. so it's been sort of like a, a, a desiderata, like something that people have wanted for Bitcoin for a while. Okay. Um, th- there's There's issues with like you can't, the, the main the main impediment to sidechain is that you can't once you have Bitcoin miners enforcing the rules of the sidechain, then it's just like big extension blocks. Then it's just like a block size increase. It's just like a sure. increase in yeah, the difficulty yeah, of running yeah, full yeah, nodes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why drive chain is um I think I think it's fair to call drive chain a little convoluted. Um not as a not a not as maybe I shouldn't use the word convoluted because that's like loaded and negative, but that's why drive chain is complicated yeah. because it's like, okay, we have this peg, but it's like, it's, it's not a sort of concrete peg. It re- like relies on this like simple mechanism, but then sort of game theory on top of it to function. Yeah. I think, I, I think honestly it is a little bit convoluted, but I understand why mm-hmm. I guess, because it is sort of just like a loaded game theory, difficult kind of structure. Yeah. It's just a, you it's, know? A, it's a complicated problem. Right. To exactly. That's, it's a convoluted problem. Yeah. The convoluted, yeah. you know, proposal to solve. Yep. Um, yeah. So, and then, um, BIP 300, the, um, the deposits and withdrawals, there is a mechanism by which side chains are created. So there can only be 256 side chains and, Miners essentially. Why do you know why that is two fifty six? Is it like actually well, computationally relevant, or is that no? I mean, because I mean two fifty six is a computer number. It's a computer number. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's two to the eight. It's uh, the number of uh, possible bytes. Mm-hmm. The number of different eight bit bytes. Um, I don't actually know why um, it was chosen to be fixed. Um, yeah, that because that stood out to me. Like, 
just as if that was an actual computational limitation or if it just is like we shouldn't have a million let's have this many computer number yeah you know? I, don't, I don't i don't personally understand it um you could have used a variable length integer and just been like yeah you can have any number of side chains uh, maybe it's to make drive chain a little bit more palatable to main chain bitcoiners with the know, idea yeah. that you couldn't that you couldn't have blocks infinitely. be completely full with drive chain messages because sure. there would only be 256 possible yeah because that's what i was thinking because i was like okay let, let's just I, I don't know if i'm thinking about this the right way but like you know how many altcoins are there oh, yeah. on like whatever like tens of thousands right like 256 yeah. is like pretty low yep um Maybe that's fine because, like, you know, most of the reason why all those altcoins exist is for like tokenomic. Right. Like, I mean, I, I, I think I think I can count on one hand how many actual kind of yeah. I mean, uses. I, yeah. I mean, well, the 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 dry, the side chains that I can think of that would be interesting are um, a privacy side chain that was like Zcash, um, possibly a side chain that was like Bitcoin but just had larger blocks where you could just do a bunch of giant transactions on them. Um, a smart contract uh, sidechain. Um, Ethereum is pretty bad, but it's also kind of an interesting venue for experimentation. So mm -hmm. kind of interesting to have a smart contract sidechain. Um, you could you could also imagine like one other privacy sidechain, one or two other privacy sidechain. There's many different approaches to um, getting privacy. So mm -hmm. you could have a um, like a, a Mimblewimble-like sidechain. Um, you could also have a sort of like Bitcoin with experimental features sidechain, like something that very much resembled Bitcoin, something like the Elements Project from Blockstream, which is like Bitcoin plus things that could potentially be integrated into Bitcoin. I think we're up to like maybe five. Um, maybe you would have a few like application chains. I mean, if you look at sidechains like they're, or sorry, altcoins, like the vast number of alt altcoins are, are worthless. They only right. exist because of the token. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like it's probably in this case, if there's no token, mm. like it probably does eliminate like 98% of yeah. altcoins purpose. Yeah. So maybe 256 is plenty, whatever. I'm just, I'm just trying to think like, even in the case where you have one, um, you know, one potential sidechain application, maybe there's 20 different side, like nuances of how you could do that. Or, yeah, right, right. I, I mean, don't know. Yeah. And then they compete with each other. Maybe that still stays under 256. I just don't know. I'm like, is that a purposeful chosen limit or it's, is it, it an it's, actual? It's not, a, it's not a hard limit. I mean, you could imagine it being large or unlimited or smaller or whatever. Sure. Um, that's just what's in the bit. Yep. That's just one, okay. what's in the bit. All right. Yep. Yeah. We can move on from that point. I just was kind of hung up on it. Yep. Um, but, but yeah, questions about how, I mean, just to, just to recap. So then you have these drive chain sign chains, the state of the side chain advances by this blind, blind merge writing process, whereby miners are bribed using essentially transaction fees to include state updates in the Bitcoin main chain. Those state updates can't invalidate Bitcoin. They can be whatever. And there's this two-way peg with this like very, very slow like deposit and very, very slow or fast deposit, slow withdrawals from the side chain. And then the idea is that you get, you know, what you want. You get these side chains that their validity doesn't affect Bitcoin consensus and they have a they use Bitcoin as a token. They're not shitcoins. So I mean, I can kind of understand like I guess just getting into like more opinions on yep. this side of things. I feel like at this point in terms of like technical understanding, I'm about at like my limit of what I would be able to understand. Uh -huh. Like yeah. it's just complicated. I kind of, un I kind of get it. Mm -hmm. Now I'm starting to think about it in terms of more of like my opinion on it. Like 
I guess I can understand the perspective of like, we want to build on Bitcoin. We want to have experimenting on Bitcoin, not on Ethereum or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like part of that is like, it's like a value add proposition, right? Like where it's like, this makes Bitcoin more valuable because yep. there's a stuff happening on it. Does it? Well, yeah. So I guess now, now we can go from the sort of more or less technical opinions and we can get into drive chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I think that people see all the altcoins out there. I think people who advocate for, for drive chain, they argue that this whole ecosystem of altcoins, that value, or I don't know if I should say value, that market cap would just accrue to Bitcoin. Bitcoin would like swallow those those altcoins. It, I don't think it would. Yeah, I don't think it would at all. Because I, if I, there's no token. Exactly. That is like, as I said, it's like 98% yeah. of the purpose of any of the rest of like the innovation or whatever that's going on elsewhere. I, you know, just being real. Yeah. I mean, I think it's 99% of it. I think, I think those chains exist to, um, enrich the people who print the token. I mean, you can look, there's so many random smart contract, uh, like chains, so many altcoins that have no distinguishing features. They're just there so that insiders can print a token, pump it, meme it into existence, meme it into existence, pump it up. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't think that any anything, and, and then also I, I I think that there's also uh, that's not just the where the supply comes from in the sense of that's not just like what explains who makes the altcoins, it also explains who buys the altcoins. Mm-hmm. People get into altcoins so that they can speculate. Yeah, they're trading on the token. and speculating. Exactly. I mean, I guess actually I don't know. Going along that line though, you know, I think there's sort of it, it can be difficult sometimes to distinguish between people that are building on Ethereum or building other things that are genuine Mm -hmm. versus that are like completely ingenuine. If it's possible to build on Bitcoin, that does kind of create a distinction where like if someone is building on Bitcoin, Mm -hmm. like then they're probably not trying to enrich themselves through tokenomics because it's not possible. Right. Right. Like I think, I guess my point is just like, I feel like because all of that happens in alt altcoin land Mm -hmm. and I don't know, maybe some of that, like, innovation experimentation whatever is useful and would be you know relevant to bitcoin in some way Mm -hmm. that those people that are actually genuinely trying to do that can now do it on bitcoin in this drive chain situation can do it on bitcoin rather than doing it somewhere else and kind of like being like well but i'm actually doing it because i blah 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 you know like well you know maybe separate out those things is something that's yeah interesting i don't know the thing is, is that i think that those people who are genuine don't think that, for example, you know, Ethereum, the token is like a shitcoin. I, I think that a lot of those people genuinely do believe that these other platforms are like, you know, uh, innovative and like the token is good. And so they're... Mm, I don't know if that's true. I think I think there are a lot of people that maybe really like Bitcoin, but they're like, oh, but it's like not a builder culture. Like I want to I want to be somewhere where I can be building yeah, and no, doing stuff. And true. I, I yeah. think those people actually maybe maybe they don't feel negatively about Ethereum. They probably don't, but they they would be happy to build on Bitcoin. Yeah, I that's think. yeah, that's possible. Yeah, and also, I mean, like there is Ethereum just brings. I mean, it it has enormous trade offs in terms of the negatives of the development model. But the, it's, the Ethereum smart contract model is so easy to build on. Right. Right. It's like you don't need to run your servers. You don't need to run. You don't need to have P2P network, whatever. You just essentially write the equivalent of like JavaScript and like deploy it to the chain, and Ethereum runs it. So. 
you know, yeah, there, there certainly would be some people who would probably want to build on like a Bitcoin version of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They just, it, they just either it hasn't been possible or they don't think it's possible yep. or it's just so much, yep. you know, yep. whatever. Yeah. But I, but I do think that drive chain proponents very much overstate that aspect of it, right? That there sure. is such a demand for tokens because of demand for money printing and speculation that it's not like, I, I, I don't think that altcoins will ever go away. Like, or no, it's just yeah. a different, it's a different purpose. Like yep. the speculative, like markets yep. is just, yep. yeah. Yep. Um, another component is I don't think that people actually want merge mining. Um, as far as I know, there are only two projects which merge mine with Bitcoin even though it's currently possible, it's not as good as it would be if we had a uh, BIP 301. Um, but I, I, I think demonstrably, like the market doesn't want that. The market seems to want um, proof of stake. Um, I think because it's very appealing for investors and token holders. Yeah. It's like, not only do you get to print all this token, but you get to, via your stake in the token, receive a perpetual subsidy and control the like the state of the network. Of course, I mean I think that like proof of stake is very um, like digestible to people that are in our current financial system. You know mm. what I mean? Like proof of stake, I think makes sense to right. even very non-technical yep. people who don't maybe don't even know anything about crypto. They're like, oh, it's like a bank, but it's decentralized. Yeah, or you know it's like I mean? or it's like share stocks where you vote exactly, on what the company exactly. does. Exactly, they're like for they're like oh, it's like share. a it's like a community bank where like I get this interest from my savings account, mm -hmm. but like it's just me and my friends like having our little stake pool. Like yep. I think that's a digestible idea for a lot of people that are even at least a little bit familiar with like how the current financial system works. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't like proof of stake personally. Yep. Um, I don't really see, I mean, you can't have proof of stake on Bitcoin, obviously. You can't get more Bitcoin, like, from staking Bitcoin on a side chain, right? Like, it's not possible. Um, well, no, I mean, you could have a proof of stake side chain where the, or you, you could have a merge mine proof of stake side chain where the uh, person, where proof of stake was determined to use, was used to determine who would get the next block and thus the fees. Oh, so it huh. wouldn't be creating Bitcoin out of nothing, but it could be sort of like sort of proof of stake where yeah, stakers yeah, would yeah, get the yeah, fees, yeah. which would translate into more mainstream Interesting. Bitcoin. Yeah, I could see that. I, the, the, like I was talking to like the guy, do you know what Babylon chain is? I think I saw it once. I don't know. Yeah, he, about he was on the like panel that I was on yesterday and I was trying to like wrap my, but his thing was like, I think he must be reliant on drive chain for his thing to work. Um, but he was his proposal is proof of stake Bitcoin where you get altcoin stake in return. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Seems seems bad. But I can see why <laughs> people would want that, right? Yeah, because yeah. then they're like, oh well, that's free money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's yeah. 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 And 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 there is essentially no demand for proof of work in the market today. Nobody is making new proof of work altcoins. Of course. All altcoins are proof of stake. So the idea that like the the sort of two fundamental product market fit aspects of drive chain are merge mining and use Bitcoin as the token. I, I don't see that as having a substantial amount of demand. Um, yeah. And so then we get into like, that's sort of like, well, I don't think anybody really wants drive chain. Um, yeah, I guess I, I could see why like some people, if you really thought that Bitcoin would reabsorb some of that, like mm -hmm. um, building shit coinery, whatever, yeah that 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 money would come back to bitcoin or those builders would come back to bitcoin or whatever i can understand why someone would like think that that's good i don't know that that like 
would actually happen. Yeah, I kind of don't think so. I think some genuine people would come, but all yeah. the funding would stay in in shitcoin land. Yeah. Um. So actually, so that that I don't think is the that's sort of like a product market potential product market fit issue. Um. I think a, a larger issue is that I think miners would actually wind up um, vertically integrating and uh, running the sidechain nodes themselves. Um, they, if they run the sidechain nodes themselves, they don't need to ask anybody uh, which, um, they don't need to ask anybody which withdrawals are valid. They can just upvote valid withdrawals from the... What difference does that make for a miner? So I actually think that uh, that, that being able to know which withdrawals are valid, that's probably not the biggest thing. Well, like the argument is that miners would want to know which withdrawals are, are valid. Mm -hmm. So if there's, if there's no incentive for miners to want to know, yes, miners won't run sidechain nodes, but then uh, drivechain won't work at all. Right? right. So there's, there is the argument built into drivechain that miners will want to, to some degree up, upvote those withdrawals. So upvoting and downvoting withdrawals is there isn't a direct financial incentive to, uh, miners. However, the drive chain argument hinges on that there is some reason that they would do that. The incentive is like not entirely clear to me in this like sort of long-term game theory thing is I think sort of a, I don't know if they would wind up doing it, but the argument is that they would. And so if there is some incentive to do it, then I think that they would wind up running those side chains. I think that the other reason, which is probably a, a, an argument that I'm like more confident in is that they would do it so that they would not leave money on the table from sidechain miners um, bribing blocks for inclusion for the mm. for the blind merge mining part of it, um, Bitcoin main chain miners are are relying on competition between sidechain miners so that sidechain miners undercut each other when they and and bid up the fee that they're willing to pay to have the block included in the main chain. Um, miners can just uh, not rely on competition at all; just run the sidechain nodes. And then they receive 100% of the fees. So sure. if there's imperfect competition, and, and also the sidechain miners are getting something from including the block, right? They bid like $990. Uh, by sidechain miner, do you mean sidechain block producer? Yeah, sidechain block producer. Okay, I'm just yeah. making no, sure I'm, that I'm... I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm messing, I'm messing up my own terminology here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, sidechain block producers, well, sidechain block producers are receiving some fees on the sidechain. So presumably miners would want to uh, get those fees themselves, which they can do by running the uh, by running um, the sidechain on themselves. Okay. So I think that that increases the fixed costs to Bitcoin miners and would increase centralization. Like the reason that running those sidechain nodes is bad is not because it just makes Bitcoin mining more expensive, right? Like. Bitcoin mining is costly. It's supposed to be costly. Mm -hmm. The bad part is when you create economies of scale. When a larger miner, let's say a miner that's twice, that's putting on twice as many hash rate, is paying less than twice as much as a smaller miner. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. running those sidechain nodes is a like is a fixed infrastructure cost. You have to you need you need one computer for side per sidechain node. You need some like ability to like talk to them or whatever. You need people to upgrade them and like pay attention to what's going on in the sidechain to run the right software. Okay. So that so that that would be a large fixed cost to Bitcoin miners. So it would mean that a larger a miner that did that would as they got larger they'd sort of uh, 
that fixed cost would be a lower proportion of their overall costs. Okay, so, so let be, me let me restate this yeah, to make yeah. sure I'm understanding. Okay, yep. so basically like let's say that there's um you know all these different side chains yep. that are like whatever doing their thing, it's better for a miner to run the sidechain node in addition to, you know, the Bitcoin mm-hmm. node that they're already running because they get access to all the fees. That's right. Because like the blind merge mining, BIP301 relies on the economic argument that sidechain miners will pay all of their fees to the Bitcoin miners or almost all of the sidechain block producers will pay almost all, the, all of their fees to the Bitcoin miners. But that only happens in the case that there is um, perfect competition between mm-hmm. sidechain miners. Because if there isn't competition between sidechain miners, sidechain miners don't need side to- Sidechain block producers. Sidechain block producers. God, you I'm so terrible. this terminology yeah, I know, just I know, to I know. completely- Sidechain <laughs> side block producers. If there's not competition between sidechain block producers, sidechain block producers do not need to undercut each other in order to get the transactions included in a Bitcoin block. And the reason why they wouldn't need to do that is because the miners, the Bitcoin miners, are in this situation running the sidechain nodes. Um, as well if the, like why does that why does that if matter? The, if the if the bitcoin miners are running the sidechain nodes themselves they just construct construct the sidechain block give themselves 100 percent of the fees and include that block in the main chain okay they're like the if the if the sidechain block producer and the main chain miner are different entities then the sidechain block producer has to pay the bitcoin miner to include that block in the main chain mm-hmm. and and there's the, the argument is that they would pay the majority or the vast majority of the sidechain fees. If they're the same person, the miner just the 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 main chain miner runs the side sidechain software, includes the block hash in the Bitcoin block, and pays themselves one hundred percent of the sidechain fees. Okay, so then so then in that case where it's like let's say there's like however many sidechains, mm-hmm. a big mining facility yeah. is gonna be like mining pools. Really we're talking about mining pools. Sure, yeah. yeah. Mining, is it are we talking about mining pools yeah, because because pools would be the ones in the current in the current world the way that bitcoin works today uh the mining pools construct uh block templates and miners mine on them and so um the pools would be the ones constructing the block templates and so they would be suggest- selecting the side chain uh blocks to include in okay the so chain. the pools would be like all right we're down with these 10 side chains let's say i like, think they just run gonna, all of them they just run any anyone that was of significant size that would be that produced enough fee revenue to be worth it okay yeah and so then in that in that situation then it's like you know obviously like the bigger pools that have like more resources would then like be able to run all these side chains and they as would, well yep that's right and they would be able to outcompete pools that didn't because they would be able to pay their be able to pay miners slightly higher because they're like okay i'm getting all the side chain revenue mm-hmm. um my pool's revenue is going to be larger than a pool that doesn't run all these side chains sure. so yeah there, there's a few did you come up with this argument yourself or did you hear it from someone else no actually <laughs> actually this argument i i'm it's it's not a super original argument um, I'm sure it's been made. I don't think that I read it on Twitter or I think I read it. I actually think I, uh, I today I read Stefan Levera mentioned it, um, mm. but I, but I, but I, but I, um, I thought of it myself. So you wow. know, great minds think alike. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so why, why might there be this imperfect competition that would lead miners to sidechain block producers to not undercut each other to have the blocks included? One is just like um, there's there's never perfect competition, right? So um, and two, so the idea that we would have perfect enough competition, have sidechain uh, miners perfectly undercutting each other, seems unlikely. Um, 
another important thing actually is uh, MEV. Mm. So mm-hmm. um, MEV is minor extractable value, minor extractable value. <laughs> so it's primarily a problem on Ethereum. So the classic form of MEV on Ethereum is that you have some DEX, some some decentralized exchange. I hate the D in there because I don't even think that they're super decentralized, but whatever. It's marketing. Yeah, you have an exchange on Ethereum. Somebody wants to like blo- buy token X um, and then sell buy token X, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the miner can buy up token X before that order and sell it afterwards because they see that the price of token X will be increased by this purchase. So it's the ability to miners to reorder and insert transactions. That give them that more fees. or Give them more fees. Yeah, yeah that's right. So um, this is bad, not because it's unfair. So the fact that it's unfair is sort of like one argument. Like, okay, it's not fair that you have this, this DEX and the miners are, are getting excess fees or excess excess value at the expense of the users of the DEX. That's sort of the fairness argument. The real problem, I think, is that is centralization, is that finding these MEV opportunities uh, takes work and takes investment. Finding MEV is very sophisticated. You have to, you're, you're then... Is it an algorithm? Well, yeah, you have to implement an algorithm that mm-hmm. looks for MEV opportunities. You can't just be sorting transactions by whichever one is valid and whichever one pays you the highest fees. You must be um, looking at, um, you must be examining transactions as they come in, analyzing them for MEV opportunities, and then actively inserting and reordering your own transactions. Mm-hmm. So it's another example of how the fixed fixed costs, it increases fixed costs for miners, and it makes mining less decentralized because these uh, miners, like on Ethereum, for example, that can perform MEV will outcompete those miners who can't. And when you say can perform it, does that just mean like they've come up with an algorithm and they're keeping it a secret? Yeah, come up with an algorithm, keeping it a secret, invest, yeah, okay. invest. And then, and then also if you if you have if you find MEV opportunities, you don't tell anybody about them. Right, right, right. right. Of yeah. course. That's yeah. Okay. So okay. So this is another example of why sidechain miners might not undercut each other in order to have their block blocks accepted on the Bitcoin main chain. If you have Bitherium and Bitherium has MEV and on Bitherium you have a, a single or a small number of dominant um, Bitherium um, block producers, there isn't a lot of competition between those block producers. And so they don't need to undercut each other to get their blocks included in the Bitcoin main chain. Mm-hmm. So Bitcoin miners would be incentivized to take over block production themselves. Main chain Bitcoin miners would be incentivized to take over Ethereum block production themselves so that they could get MEV. Mm-hmm. And MEV is currently huge on Ethereum. There's a huge amount of MEV. So um, imperfect competition. The, the reasons why Bitcoin miners on, in a drive chain world might want to run sidechains is one, imperfect competition. Two, to get that small amount of money that even in the, the case of competition, the uh, sidechain miner, sidechain block producers get. Mm-hmm. And if sidechain mining is not, is very, is very centralized uh, due to, for example, MEV or due to, for example, sidechain with some weird like hybrid proof of stake thing. Like you could have a proof of stake drive chain sidechain that used proof of stake to like restrict the block producing subset, which I think is kind of likely. Um, and then in those scenarios, you would want the, the in those scenarios, the uh, Bitcoin main chain miners would be incentivized to run 
sidechain nodes and it would increase Bitcoin centralization sure. because it'd be this large fixed cost. And it's it's kind of even it's kind of even worse. Like, well, there's already a relatively small number of pools. Um, so clearly, you know, uh, competition between pools and Bitcoin is not great. Yeah. But there is an effort for uh, underway Stratum V2, which tries to move block block Bitcoin block template production away from pools back to miners. Mm. And this would make it um, that much worse because a if Stratum V2 were implemented, um, it would mm, sort of be a further like chalk preventing um, preventing template Bitcoin block construction from going to the um, the being done by miners instead of pools, mm -hmm. right? Because um, then you would miners band together in pools to reduce variance. Um, right. And by that, you just mean like, uh, you know, if you're like an individual miner that takes up like 0.1% of the hash rate, then it's like three years later, you'll yeah. be like, honey, we got a block. Exactly. Versus you're this, if you, yeah, you're in this weird, like amongst... feast or famine, right. Where yeah. you get nothing for long periods of time, then you, then you get a block. Yeah. Um, so this would be an additional factor, which would make stratum V2, for example, have less impact because there would be yet another reason why, um, pools were dominant. I think I'm against drive chain. Yeah, well, I mean... I mean, sorry, I guess we're like, you know, not even through all the opinions. I mean, we are but... in the FUD section, you know. Okay, um, well, why do... <laughs> so let's keep going with the FUD section. Yeah. <laughs> um, one, I think that the sidechain activation process, the process by which miners vote on these sidechains is like soft, soft fork hellscape. Um, the idea... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, how the fuck do you vote on all this shit all the time? Like... Right. Yeah. Miners are, are incentivized. More democracy? Yeah. More I democracy. No, no, no bueno. There are these 256 <laughs> slots and you can imagine this is a very contentious process, right? Yeah. People really want their sidechain to be activated. Um, they really want um, their sidechain not to get overwritten. Like drive chains, drive chains can go away. There's only 256 slots. So once the sidechain is activated, there's also a process by which the sidechain can be overwritten. So um, I think people would wind up uh, bribing miners to vote on their sidechain. Oh, yes. Yeah. And this would actually be another, uh, like, element of trust because um, there's no way for a trustless bribe where, like, the yeah. vote, where the miner is required to accept a vote. If, what am I? Let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me go back on this. So if... If I want a sidechain to be activated, I have to pay the miner in a trusted relationship to vote for my sidechain under drivechain, mm -hmm. right? So this, again, increases the, um, like, if you have these people who want these sidechains, they have a trusted relationship with miners because they're paying them under the table to increase, to, to, to activate the sidechain. Fair. I do think, like, I don't know, yes. Obviously, this is a concern. When I think about it, like, would there be that much money in side chains if they don't have a token? Yeah, I have no idea. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, I guess, like, I'm trying to think about how this would actually, like, how would a side chain actually succeed? Like, in that case where they're, like, bribing the miners or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. okay, it's because... Like, wh why would they have that much money, I, I, I guess? Think, I like, think maybe, I mean, you know, these side chains can implement whatever rules they want. They can have any token they want in addition. Oh, they can have to, a token. Of course, because the sidechain can have whatever rules that they want. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so then they will. I, so, I, I for some reason I thought that they couldn't have a token. No, because the sidechain can have any other rules. They they have this peg to and from Bitcoin, mm-hmm. but they can additionally have their token. I think actually this is a pretty good argument for that. Well, in a drive chain world, the side chains that you would see would actually be side chains that had their own token. But they wouldn't be free floating. They would be pegged to Bitcoin. No, there's nothing that requires that that token be pegged. So then how? Like okay, whatever. Let's say you have like a. A side chain that does whatever and you make all this token and then you want to cash it out for Bitcoin. Like, how does that work? Oh, well, that just goes by mark the market, right? So Bitherium, let's say Bitherium, yeah. Bitherium with its own token could have the Bitherium token, mm-hmm. which is a free floating, you know, proof of stake sort of thing. Okay. Right. And additionally, it has this peg to Bitcoin that you can have sort of like wrapped Bitcoin via the drive chain peg. And those are two different assets, right? The Bitcoin is pegged via drive chain mm-hmm. and the but the bitherium is uh the beef or whatever you want to call it is a free-floating token Beth. on that drive chain. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually think that I actually think that that's a um that, that there's a co- very compelling argument to be made that the drive chain utopia where you see all of these side chains that exclusively use Bitcoin and don't have their own free-floating token is not what is likely to emerge. What's yeah. likely to emerge is a bunch of side chains that are like side chains today. Oh, not sorry, a bunch of side chains that are like altcoins today that have their own token that have this additional feature that they have a peg to and from Bitcoin. So maybe the VC money would come over to Bitcoin, like the alt cha- the altcoin money. The, 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 the VC money. Why, why was I led well, to believe that that wasn't the case earlier in this episode? There's 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 two different <laughs> there's. Uh, the argument that it would not take it's the argument that it would not take away market sh- market share from altcoins right like sure. the the argument is that vc money or investment would not come in the form of the drive chain utopia where um, people are investing and developing on these side chains that purely use bitcoin that seems unlikely to happen. Mm-hmm. But it does seem like they would be uh, side chains that had their own token, that had existing tokenomics and VC investment or whatever, that would additionally have this like drive chain pegged feature. So it's just like bringing the and, and, shitcoin to Bitcoin. That's right. And and the, all, the market <laughs> cap of the shitcoins in that scenario would not increase the market cap of Bitcoin, right? Because right. there's this additional free floating token. Yeah, it's just yeah. happening on yeah. Bitcoin technically. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, th- I mean, who cares? Who cares if it's on? Like, I don't know. Yeah, why do we need it on Bitcoin? Listen, I don't know. Sorry. Um, I mean, now I'm very. I'm, I'm against <laughs> drive chain. <laughs> Let's see. Um, what other things do I want to complain about? One very inside baseball thing that I'd like to complain about is mm-hmm. I think BIP three hundred one, the blind merge mining, um, BIP is is quite weird um, and doesn't really fit into the design of Bitcoin. Um, this is like a pure like technical nit, but it would be nice if. You could just if the if BIP three hundred one was implemented just as anyone can spend outputs that had the additional rule that they had to create another anyone can spend output mm. essentially and then everything would just work. You could follow this this chain of spent UTXOs um, without having the complexity of BIP three hundred one. You just have this sort of essentially recursive covenant, which would say if you spend this UTXO, you need to create a new anyone can spend output essentially. So that would give you the same canonical sequence of updates. Everybody would be able to follow the state transitions of the chain by following how that UTXO was spent um, without needing much more um, 
much more uh, work. It could actually just be a single opcode. It wouldn't need the BIP301 uh, blind merge mining database. But that's like just a small thing. Um, let's see. What else do I want to complain about? I do think, sorry to interrupt your, yeah. your list of complaints, but I could see the argument for, yes, the market cap from altcoin stuff, even if it moved over to like drive chain, Bitcoin side chain stuff, like it mm -hmm. wouldn't increase the market cap Bitcoin because people would just be like, shitcoining and degening on their whatever sidechain token thing. Yep. However, I do feel like that is the main thing that like people like about Ethereum is they're like, oh, well, I can build on Ethereum. And so like you have these Ethereum bag holders mm -hmm. who are just like whatever, building their altcoin on Ethereum, completely untethered to Ethereum, but mm -hmm. it just is on Ethereum technically. Yep. That maybe those people would move over, be Bitcoin bag holders instead Right? I mean, don't you feel like Ethereum is no, sort of maybe propped up be, by... Maybe, maybe just be altcoin bag holders, like using the uh, drive chain altcoin. I mean, what to what extent do you think that Ethereum is benefited from, benefits from the altcoin stuff that's happening on it? Oh, probably enormously. But Probably it, enormously, but right? In that's this, what but I'm in saying. This, but in this drive chain shitcoin world, um, you might, I guess you would have drive chains where the fee token was this altcoin where you had to pay, where transactors had to pay fees in the altcoin, mm -hmm. right? Not Bitcoin. You couldn't pay fees with Bitcoin. I get and it. But, but this I, peg would exist. Right. But, but like, I guess that's the case for Ethereum now, right? Oh, no. But on Ethereum, you do have to pay fees in, in Ethereum. Like gas fees? Gas fees. Exactly. Mm. But in this, in this altcoin, maybe you would have to, you would have a separate coin. This drive chain would have an altcoin that you paid fees in, and then there would be this two-way peg between uh, Bitcoin and uh, the and drive chain, but Bitcoin between the drive chain and the main chain. But you, there's a peg. Yeah, but but builder, but people wanted to transact on the side chain would be paying in the altcoin. Right, right, right. But is that and that's it, not the case for Ethereum. That that it, Ethereum is more like it's like the ERC twenty thing. No, I'm saying you that have to, like. Maybe let's I'm say, getting too in the weeds here, but let's say you want to transact on Ethereum, you have to pay. ETH. Mm -hmm. So to some extent, this naturally like creates bag holders and creates props up the value on ETH. On this drive chain side chain, you don't necessarily, you wouldn't have to pay fees in uh, the pegged Bitcoin. You would be paying fees on uh, in the side chain altcoin. But isn't that the same for if you have some altcoin on Ethereum and you're just doing whatever thing in the altcoin, you're, you're not you're, paying Ethereum gas fees no, to you're do paying that. Ethereum gas so you fees. pay Ethereum gas fees every time you transact in an altcoin? Yes, because an altcoin is a, an, on Ethereum, on Ethereum. Mm -hmm. right? On Ethereum, an altcoin is an ERC, is an, is an Ethereum smart contract. And when you want to do that, you have to make Ethereum transactions and those must pay gas fees in Ethereum. Okay, so maybe then if people moved over to Bitcoin, right, it wouldn't benefit Bitcoin in the same way that it benefits Ethereum right. currently, yep. but it would take that away from Ethereum. Uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, mm. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I don't know. Um, another argument is that um, this would increase centralization pressures because miners could just uh, collude to steal funds on the side chains because they could just vote to withdraw all of the dr drive chain funds to their own pockets. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I will say like so. Oh, wait. And, and let me say 50% of miners could do that. They could collude to do that. But also because of the upvote downvote system, 25% of miners can prevent any withdrawals from happening at all. They can't mm. steal the funds, but they can upvote every withdrawal. 
uh, sorry, downvote every withdrawal and make sure that no withdrawals take place. And only 25% of miners is required to do that. I kind of just like feel like miners aren't going to do this. Not that they're not going to step up, but they're just like not going to do this at all. Like um, this whole thing. Yeah. I, are there miners that are behind this? Dude, I haven't, I haven't pulled miners. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Local miner. <laughs> I don't know. I think that, I think that. I mean, they don't even really like ordinals that much. You know what I mean? Miners love ordinals. Well, but like. No, miners like, love ordinals. Okay, but miners they're not like the being fees. like, woohoo, ordinals. Like they're just like, okay, nice fees. But like, do you know what I mean? Like it seems like miners just sort of are like doing their thing. They don't seem that like, I don't know. This is just me like vibe checking. Yeah. Like they don't really seem like they're like working hard to like squeeze all the money that they can. That's not the way it comes across to me. Not to say that large overarching like obviously large overarching 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 trends like you know better cpus or like things that whatever obviously those things are Mm -hmm. going to like miners are going to adopt those kind of things right i don't know this just feels so complicated like it just seems like but i guess if there is a mining pool that does it they would be so much more like potentially advantaged and prop like potentially profit from it that that just would happen right yeah okay that's that's the idea sorry to derail again but no 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 what kind of intelligence do you think game theory is what do you mean what kind of intelligence like people that are good at like projecting out possible outcomes and like figuring out like what kind of is that just like rational reasoning like logical reasoning I don't know. It's hard. It's like hard to like. Yeah. I mean, I don't really think that there's multiple forms of intelligence. I think there's like mainly like one form of intelligence that is useful for a lot of different things. No, I disagree. <clears throat> spatial intelligence versus like. like yeah, I call spatial intelligence a skill. I, I think it's I think it's a it's maybe strategic intelligence is the game. Is, strategic is game intelligence. Yeah. The strategy of like, OK, if, if, if people do this, what do other people do? <clears throat> yeah. Is it like Machiavellian? Like, I don't know. Not really. Right. I don't know. People, I don't know, you know? Sorry, now I'm just derailing. <laughs> People I'm who- just thinking, like, you know, like for someone to be able to, like, sit down and, like, think this out and be like, okay, here's all the components. Okay, this is going to incentivize this and this blah, 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 and, like, actually put that together in a way that, like, makes a decent prediction of how the world might look. Mm-hmm. Like, that mm-hmm. to me seems like, I don't know if it's an intelligence or a skill, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, but, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. That's just like being good at game theory. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it, it, thinking about game theory is a lot of, you know, <clears throat> what people think about when they think about Bitcoin. Yeah, right, right. Bitcoin right. I know. It's this. just, that's what I'm, yeah. I'm just kind of like, huh, wow. That like, it does take like, yeah, whether you want to call it intelligence or a skill, it's like a certain <sighs> type of something to even be able to kind of like process this and like form your opinion. Do you want some of my Diet Coke? <laughs> some of my lukewarm Diet Coke. <laughs> The last dregs. <laughs> All backwash. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's 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 you know. Let's uh let's let's wrap this up. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So uh What do you think? I'm like I go back and forth between thinking that nobody wants drive chain or that if they do want it, the outcome would be bad for Bitcoin and that the drive chain utopia that is imagined definitely will not emerge yeah like, it does not seem to me doesn't seem from one hour of considering yeah 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 my also, it's, strongly it's just, educated opinion is that it doesn't seem to me like that's what would emerge yeah so i'm i'm kind of negative on drive chain i think it's weird i think it's complicated i think it's a lot of risks i think it yeah. introduces a lot of 
strange, very strange dynamics that I'm sort of not comfortable with. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a drive chain fan. It doesn't say. seem like there are that. It seems pretty NGMI. Drive I mean, I chain, agree. Yeah, I think right. I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think that there's a huge appetite for drive chain among Bitcoin users and Bitcoin developers. Um, so I, I. But it's the miners that adopt it. No. No, uh, like users could interfere with the adoption of DriveChain. Like you can always interfere with a, yeah, I guess, I guess it's true that people uh, that run nodes, DriveChain is a soft fork. So miners could unilaterally start enforcing DriveChain. Um, users could kind of fuck with DriveChain. They could, they could mine, they could like require that blocks be invalid according to drive chain they could do like a counter soft fork um yeah but but ultimately like uh, things get uh adopted by kind of everybody like yeah. doing them at once it's it, like miners could unilaterally do that but i don't think they would i don't think that without like developer and user appetite miners would be super enthusiastic about adopting drive chain so yeah, yeah i do kind of agree that it has uh ngmi NGMI vibes, mm. unfortunately, <clears throat> or fortunately. Sorry, I don't know. Paul. Yeah. I'm a Paul fan, by the way. I think Paul is Clearly. Uh, absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Um, I've met him a couple times. Uh, he, he made fun of my ideas when I when I met him, but he did. What so, ideas? Oh, it was a long time ago. I, I have no idea what, what, what you were on about. Shit I was talking <laughs> about. Yeah, but he did so in a very charming way. I, also, I think Paul is a, a much, much better spokesperson for drive chain when you're hearing him talk on some sort of podcast, mm. I think on on Twitter he comes off uh, as a little bit uh, sort of combative and rude. I mean, uh, that's pretty much everyone exactly. comes across that way on Twitter. Yeah, right. more than they actually are yeah. if you listen to them talk. Yeah, so no surprise there. But yeah, nothing but love, you know. I I mean, honestly, like I'm not mad about people coming up with ideas and just like throwing them out there. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I mean, the if you did, if you did, you would basically be a Nazi. So I know a lot of people like do. A lot of people are like, "Fuck this!" Mm, like, yeah, yeah. why would you even want to do this? This shit coining on Bitcoin or whatever. Like, what does it say about you? You know, like there are actually a lot of people that are very antagonistic to free thinking and new true. ideas. Yeah, very true. Not me though. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything else we should? I mean, whatever. So you're like loosely against. Yeah, actually, talking to you. Uh, I think I'm like a little bit, I think I've talked myself into being more, more thinking the drive chains was more of a bad idea than when I started. Yeah. That's so I'd say I a moderately m think it would be a moderately bad idea. Yeah. Not mildly, but not mildly moderately. bad idea. Not drive, severe. Yeah. Not a severely bad idea, but a moderately bad idea. Okay. Yeah. That's solid. Especially with the, especially the argument that, okay, the altcoins, the, the vast majority of non Bitcoin altcoins have tokens they 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 thrive via having tokens that are issued you know shitcoins they mm -hmm. run on shitcoin ponzinomics um thus it is likely that the drive chains we would see the drive chain side chains would have exactly the same tokenomics yeah. and they would just have this additional feature of a bitcoin two-way peg and bitcoin merge mining but that there's no reason to think that that would change the Ponzi-nomics of the token itself, right? They'd just be like, okay, I can launch without a strong Bitcoin two-way peg, or I can launch with a strong two-way Bitcoin peg. I can do Ponzi-nomics in both, both scenarios. I'm going to do Ponzi-nomics with a Bitcoin peg. Right. I mean, I, I would say I actually am 
maybe only mildly against it. I just think it's NGMI. Oh, okay. You know, like I'm like, I kind of think like maybe. I mean, you give us the vibes perspective. perspective, Yeah, yeah, yeah. The vibes forecast. Yeah. (laughs) Like it seems like maybe it wouldn't actually probably be that big of a deal negatively i think mm. there are maybe these these worst case scenario possibilities mm-hmm. my vibe on it is that like it doesn't seem like that's necessarily what would happen but i just don't think it has that much of a chance of succeeding yeah yep yep you know um cool anything else we should say on drive chain no no so when are we going to talk about ordinals <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know don't ask you that don't ask me on next there. week we'll talk about ordinals <laughs> No promises. No promises ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, we got some we got some drive chain uh discourse. Yeah, going. drive chain discourse. Throw your throw your opinion in the Thanks in the for ring. joining us for the first episode of How Many Pods Season Two. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah. All uh right. yeah. Signing off. Yeah, signing off. All right. Bye everybody. Bye.